Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone on screen. To give a title to um, this talk tonight, and from the title it may not seem it's got much to do with Zen, but it will become clear as I go along how it is. But it's a question. And the question is, can you do too much therapy? Mm -hmm. um, now, that might sound strange coming from someone like me who makes his living from doing therapy. And by even posing the question, I may not be a good PR person for the, for the therapy industry. Um, and so let me make it clear in saying this. I'm not saying that therapy is not beneficial. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. You know? I, and I see from from uh, daily experience, you know, how it benefits people. So the, really the question is, um, can you do too much therapy? Which may be a little bit like asking the question, can you do too much exercise? Can there be too much of a good thing? And my, answer, my personal answer to the question is yes, you can do too much therapy. And um, when people explore things through therapy, they're often looking for um, like empathic understanding. Good. Um, they're looking to try and make sense of their experience or their relationships. Um, they're trying to find explanations, etc. And that all may have a certain value. Um, but if if you're constantly constantly trying to make sense of your experience, one, you're kind of outside of it. Right? I mean, it's like swimming, and then stepping back and trying to analyse what swimming is about. You know? So a Zen life is one where you're, if everything is a flow of experience, everything is coming and going, everything is a process, everything is a play. You know, from the Zen perspective, you just immerse yourself in the flow of life rather than being outside of it, trying to make sense of it and make a commentary on it, right? So it's like, it's like if you're playing music, you know, you're just there playing the music, not stepping back, going, oh, what note was that? And, um, you know, analysing the music, otherwise you're not in the flow of the music. Or as a listener, you're not either. Um, so life is like that. And um, if you're constantly, like, angsting over it or obsessing to try and make sense of things, then you, you stay outside of the flow of your experience. And what's, what's a common thing, a common theme of people these days? I think it's exacerbated by the internet, but everyone's trying to self-diagnose or, or diagnose their partner, you know, or their, their children. And I say this is partly as a joke, but every second woman who comes and thinks their husband's on the autism spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's like we're searching for explanations all the time to make... Diagnosing, you know, is a way of trying to um, get explanations for behaviour. Um, firstly, psychology is not a real hard science, you know, it's got a very subjective element to it. So a lot of these diagnoses about ADHD and autism and so on, yeah, they may have some substance to them, but in the more extreme versions, they're fairly clear-cut. 
but in their milder, moderate versions, not, not quite so much, really. And uh, <coughs> so it's, people can be very subjective in their opinions about these things. So there's no certainty in a lot of diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But people are looking for certainty all the time. They go, oh, yeah, that's what it is. You know, then, then the certainty, whether it really resolves their issues, I'm not so sure. So and the other thing is um, some people are often preoccupied with their feelings and their thoughts and they want to, they want to talk about them all the time. Uh, but by talking about it and talking about it excessively, again, you're one step removed from your feelings. Like you're, you're verbalising. I know it has a benefit because I do it, you know, every day. Um, but if you, if that's all you do, if you just verbalise your, your your feelings and your thoughts all of the time, um, you, in contrast to zazen, you never really get to experience it. It looks like you are, you know, because you're putting words to feelings and so on. But until you actually just sit with your experience and the, the body experience of what you're feeling. Um, again, you're not you're not quite really there with it. it in, in in one sense, it's a, a way of escaping from experiencing what you really experience. Um, of course, you can you can do a form of therapy that I often do with people. I get them to be quiet, be in their body. Um, experience what they're experiencing non-judgmentally, and then we come out of it and talk about it, and we go back into it again. But where it's constant talking and it's pressured speech, sometimes that's the best some people can do, but it's not really getting down into the core of experience. And the other thing too, some people, not just with a therapist, but in their friendships, their friendships are based um, are monopolised by sharing um, feelings, particularly negative feelings and pro- problems, I should say. It's based on sharing problems, which is fine. That's part of, um, you know, being in a friendship is. But like the question, can you do much therapy? Can you do too much talking about problems in relationships? Is that is that all the basis of the relationship is? And what about play? What about fun? Do you know? What about non-problematic things, you know? Mm-hmm. They're things to actually appreciate in a relationship, you know, in friends as well. But if, when it's dominated by that's the basis of it, then then your life just seems like a problem all the time to solve. So where it's in contrast to um, Zen training, obviously there is talking happens in Zen training as well. That's why we have Daisan, you know? It's not just Cohen's study, but people talk to me about all kinds of things. Um, but, there's, but what's behind it is like tonight, is, it's like one and a half hours of silent sitting and maybe five or ten minutes of talking, not the other way around. So it's through, it's through this exper- the experience of just sitting and the willingness just to turn up to whatever it is you're experiencing, the pleasant, the neutral, or the unpleasant, and just be there with it, with non-judgmental clarity and non-judgmental compassion, and just do that over and over again. And 
without analysing it and trying to make sense of it as well, right? psychologically or philosophically. It's just sensations coming and going, emotions coming and going, thoughts coming and going, just letting them come and go. Right? It, by, it, it doesn't look like you're doing much, um, but when you just sit with the, with the flow of experience like that, then <clears throat> it translates into the way that you live your life because you then start to live your life in the flow of experience. And once we're in the flow of it, um, there's something which is non-problematic about it. There's something which is more joyful about it and lighter about it when you're just in the flow of it rather than stepping back out of it and, and, and not being absorbed. So, um, yeah, therapy's a good thing. Um, in my humble personal opinion, can you do too much of it? Yes. 